way without ripping your neck off. Jump cut. I ended up, through sheer drive, getting into the Royal Shakespeare Company. Through sheer drive, I made a career in television that lasted 25 years. Through sheer drive, I married and created a family, and I drove myself so hard with that same sheer drive that seven years ago I crashed, burned, and drove off the cliffs of sanity. Shortly thereafter, I was institutionalized and sat on a chair for months, too terrified to get up. I had suffered depression all my life, but this episode was the big kahuna. My big aha moment came when I realized I had used my success as armor to cover the chaos inside me. I created a fabrication like those smiling cardboard cutouts of showgirls in Vegas. I was just a front, and behind the front, no one was at home. I've noticed that celebrity is a fantastic antidote to a dysfunctional early life. However, after this deepest of deep depressions, I thought I'd cut the cord of show business and move on, which was smart, because I was in any case becoming less popular. I knew things were slipping when I found myself cutting a red ribbon to open a Costa at Heathrow Terminal 3. I thought it would be a good time to reinvent myself, and while I was at it, find out who exactly had been inhabiting my brain all those years. Jump cut again, I started to study mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. I never do anything by half, so I did it at Oxford University and got my master's. And before I forget, did I mention I was awarded an OBE this year? So maybe it was worth all the agony, but probably not. A Mindfulness Guide for the Frazzled What does she mean by this title? Why has she picked this topic? How much do you think she's being paid for writing this book? Do you think anyone will buy it? How old is she saying she is now? I never liked her TV shows. These are just some of the comments I've overheard from people who read my last book, Sane New World. Let me answer the first question. What do I mean by the title? A neurobiologist might say that someone is stuck in a state of frazzle. They mean that for this person, constant stress is overloading their nervous system, flooding it with cortisol and adrenaline. Their attention is fixed on what's worrying them and not the job at hand, which can lead to burnout. I swear I didn't know that frazzled was a technical word when I came up with this title for the book, so I must be incredibly smart and intuitive. Second question, why did I pick this topic? Well, I've spent most of my waking hours and some of my sleeping ones in the land of frazzledom, so I feel qualified to act as an expert tourist guide, pointing out some of the more notable swamplands of confusion and self-doubt. Take comfort in knowing that you are not alone in these lands. I've come to the conclusion that we're all in this together. Many reside in the land of frazzledom, and we're all trying to find some kind of exit route. I've also decided that rather than spending our time complaining or pointing our fingers at problems outside in the world for making us feel so unhinged, we need to learn to navigate those sharp rocks of uncertainty and bewilderment. In this book, I'll give you some recommendations for the best holiday destinations to rest and refuel. Personal Story It's November. I'm in the Ritz Hotel London, and my mind is in some kind of haze, a thick gray fog. I'm not sure what brought me to this event or even how I got there. I ask, what charity is this an aid for? 
A large mustache woman in a cat hair cardigan tells me, Save the puffins. She happens to be the spokesperson for the charity and later gives a moving speech in that wee Scottish brogue about how difficult it is for puffins to land on the rocks in the Orkneys because of the strong winds, and that once they have managed to land and lay their eggs, one, they have big problems stopping it blowing away. No mention of global warming, just that the birds can't land there anymore. The world is melting down, and I'm listening to somebody talking about how hard puffins have it. I have to restrain myself from shouting, Why don't you just ship them all to Miami? End of problem. Back to the book. Every three or five years, this fog would come down, and I would have a spell of depression. But they didn't have a name for it back then. It was called having a turn.